I think to start our time here at the table this morning, we should just take this question to the people. Is it reading if you're listening to an audiobook? Do you call that reading? And you want my opinion? I don't call it reading. I don't call, call it reading. reading. I don't call it reading. Reading means you're reading. Now, I don't have anything against audiobooks. No, not at, at all. all. It's awesome. Because it's a great way to learn. As a matter of fact, somebody asked me with, with my book coming out, hey, you're going to be on Audible? Mm -hmm. And come New Year, it mm -hmm. will be. It, it, but yep. the version you Which get really now is reading. Which is really good news for people who learn well but, by listening. But it is, it is an interesting thing. But, you know, what, what Audible has done is given people the opportunity who learn well through listening. Yeah. Um, to be able to do things throughout the day and listen mm -hmm. to a book and be like, wow, I just, I captured it. Yeah. I, I, I immersed myself in it. It's just not reading. Was, I'm, I'm looking at the strict <laughs> definition of Webster's right. read and Webster's listen. Yeah. I was anyway. having a similar conversation the other day and I just said, you know, like I'm really enjoying this book. Phil and I listen to books together every once in a while. Like I enjoy listening to this. It's uh, no, uh, Reason for God by uh, Tim Keller. Yeah, great book. I need great to book, actually man. read it, though. Like, I need to get the words in front of me, because yeah. the listening, I just kind of tune out. It just I, doesn't I'm just stick, hard for so. me. I gotta, I've got to be in, in the words. I just read that book about a year ago, and yep. I, I'm with you on that. But I have a friend of mine who says that, but one of the good things about mm -hmm. listening to Audible, and he says that you get to hear the author inflect yes. and kind of interpret what he's trying to say through his voice it which I, I was like that's a good point yeah it's it the, makes it a it's, really it's, cool it's a good listening, listen, experience. <laughs> listening experience and learning experience yeah yeah does okay. not reading well so why, let why, us why, know why, why do you bring that up I just, way, like, you know i was just curious because we were just chatting about well when we had yeah. talked about your book is going to be on audible and so we were sort yeah. of talking about it that way and uh you just i just, just kind of yeah well and we you know what a smooth transition into what we did yesterday yeah yeah. I loved that you used that Venn diagram uh, yeah. to describe yeah. like the sweet spot of kind of what purpose is for yeah. everybody. And it'd be hard to hear that in an audio book. Oh, you know? wow. So okay. That okay. was something that I was thinking. But you, but because we had the visual yesterday, we don't need to talk about the audio book anymore. Yeah. You know, when we were talking about purpose, yeah. and, and I think that purpose, when we asked the bigger questions of, what am I here for? What is the bigger purpose of life? Mm -hmm. How can I contribute? How can I make a difference? Do I matter? And we, we ask all those questions. Right. Those are questions of purpose that I really believe point us to God. Yeah. And that's part of what my book, the whole thing about my book is 10 ways that God draws us to himself and purpose is one of yeah. them. When we start asking bigger questions like that, it, t it takes us to another level, another place, another plane, yeah. another dimension of something bigger out there, something that gives us reason to yeah. live, you know, yeah. and that is God. Yep. And so when we talked about the Venn diagram that I showed you where you take your passions, mm -hmm. your skills, and the needs of the world, yeah. and you kind of do that thing where there's a little center Yeah, spot. you find that little center triangle it's looking thing. It's kind of thing. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting because God gives every one of us different passions, different mm -hmm. skills, and, and sort of, if you know what I mean, but as a different look at the world. Yeah. it's Well, we all have different experiences. We all have different things that, that it, it combines with our passions, you know? Like, there's also crossover between just, like, the passions and the needs of the world. Maybe we don't have the skill set to fit that, but it's still something we're passionate about, yeah, right? Like, yeah. those other overlaps still Yeah, or, or something like that. But, and I do think that 
that is part of the way that God takes care of people in the world because mm -hmm. we all come at the world from a different perspective. Like yeah. you say, different yeah. environment, cultural upbringing, whatever it is. Yeah. And we see these things and God gives us all these gifts and abilities and, and passions. And, and then he allows us to see something that, that jars us. It almost yeah. brings a tear to our eye. It makes us shiver. Something yeah. like that is like, whoa, why did that affect me so much? Right. Well, God might be doing it. And so people, when they ask me, what should I do for younger people? I don't know what my vocation is going to be. Mm -hmm. I start there. Yeah. I say, well, maybe let's take a look at this. Or somebody's like, it can be any age person because even retired people have come to me and said, right. what do I do now? What do I do? I said, wait a minute. Yeah. There's a ton you can do now that oh, you're yeah. freed up from work. And it's like, what is your ministry and your volunteer? Mm -hmm. Why don't you do this? What are your passions? What are your skills? What are the needs of the world as you see it? And yeah. now they have the time to invest in that. It's, a, it's, it's huge. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a really cool way to look at life and to see if everything's matching. And everybody says, man, you got to love your job. You got to love what you do. And if you do, you're kind of in a sweet spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you definitely are in a sweet spot. I think I would also say, you know, your job does not necessarily equal your vocation yes. either. You yes. know, it's so like... There are times where uh, you just have to, like, make ends meet financially Great so point. that you can continue to do the work that God has called you to that do. That is right? such a good point. You know, I, I know um, ministers who are mm -hmm. bivocational, right, which right. means that they have a job, yeah. but they also have a part-time job at a church, and right. the church is real small. They're, they're actually mostly inner-city churches, and yeah. they get a little salary for, for being the pastor, right. but they have a full-time job. Yeah. So their full-time job, they'll drive a bus all day, a city bus, and yeah. then they do their ministry, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And even that becomes a ministry mm -hmm. when you look at it that way, the driving of the bus. Oh, yeah. And then he comes into other ministries. So it's just, you know, what is what are calling often does line up with our gifts, even our yeah. spiritual gifts, yeah. even what we do. And, and when we're called to do something, it, it's really um, God that's doing it and opening our eyes and ears. Mm -hmm. We just have to be ready to listen and say, God, I'm willing. Yeah. Great way to start a day. And I think that it's so helpful to look at all three of these pieces when we think about our purpose, because I mean, I know like if you even turn, if you turn the news on, for 30 seconds, you're going to see need that is overwhelming. Yeah. And then if you look outside, you yeah. know, go for a walk, drive over to Philly, drive over to Chester, like yeah. drive over to Coatesville. Like we're surrounded, yeah. Yeah, um, even right. in Westchester, uh, by needs. And needs. all of those things can become totally paralyzing because there's so many that I've, really I've found thing. myself before just like, Literally, I'm not going to make any difference. So, like, yeah, where am I what, start? What, how am I going to exactly. affect any exactly. change? And that, that's funny you say that because when, when I was talking about Luke chapter 4 and, mm -hmm. and Jesus reading that scroll when he was, um, when it was being handed to him, yeah, everything he talked about were the deeper needs that he was about to meet. I'm going to read yeah. it. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, mm -hmm. for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. Yeah. So he's taking a broad stroke at the needs of the world and, and right. his passions and his skill, what God gave him. He's the Messiah. He's God <laughs> yeah. in the flesh. Yes. But he's looking at the needs of the world saying, I'm here to meet those needs. It right. becomes a 
huge purpose for us when we yeah. read in scripture that we're to imitate Jesus. When Jesus says, do as I have done. Right. When Paul says, be imitators of Christ. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right. Okay. You know what? There's a bigger, grander purpose. Right. God given, Jesus modeled for us. Yeah. And realizing like your final point was kind of bringing those two of like the clarifying what our, like your individual purposes, defining what Jesus' purpose is. Those two collide into this bigger purpose for, yeah. for each yeah. of our lives. And really defining our purpose happens when we look outside of ourselves, right? Yeah. Like yeah. when yeah. we're That's good. wanting That's, to um... define our own purpose just for ourselves, like when when I'm saying like, you know, my purpose in life is this and blah, like, I think we tend to want to define ourselves in our, our culture right now, especially as saying like, who are you? What's your identity? What's your purpose? What are all of these things? And I think when we say like, my purpose is God's purpose, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah. when I'm defining who right, I am right. outside of myself as actually like who God has created me to be with the passions that he's given me and the skills he's given me. And then the needs I'm seeing around me, when that becomes how I define my purpose through the lens of what Jesus's purpose was like massive things change. I think it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. And we're not left guessing. Right. It's like, no, this is legitimate. This is yeah. real. And when Jeremiah says in 2011, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. Yeah. I think we ought to include purpose in that yep. and, and be ready and willing and just say, God, I'm, I'm here for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's something else that I'm, I'm looking at just right now that I'm noticing is when we're clarifying our own purpose, right? And we're looking at our passions, our skills, our, the needs of the world, those things all change right yeah. like those yeah. things all can be something that shift as we mature as we get older as the world changes outside of us but jesus's purpose never point. changes that's a right? good point that yeah. stays constant and so when we need to define our purpose and have something that's going to last a lifetime looking at what we think we have defined as our purpose so it's going to let us down true. so true because those things can shift, and they yeah. have shifted with me. Oh, like yeah. I have different passions now than I had before and see things differently. Yeah. But you're right. When Jesus made it really clear in Mark 10, I came to serve, not be served, and right. give my life as a ransom. Right. In, in Luke chapter 19, he says, I came to seek and save the lost. That's never changing. Right. And, and, and his I purpose think is never changing. Sometimes find myself saying something like, I want to make a difference. I want to solve all of these things. I want to do this. And then I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I'm saying I a lot. Like, what does God mm, want yeah. from me? And those two things, like the what I want can be super helpful in defining what God wants from me. But it's it needs to be bigger than yeah. just what my desire yeah, I is. I like that. And and honestly, we do, when we know that, we go after it with all the passion that yep. we have and all the energy that we have. And we see what God turns that into. Man. Yeah. It's really, really, it's really exciting. Fun. Yeah, man. Makes it really cool. Yeah. So as anyway. you're thinking about it this week, as yep. well, maybe you're thinking about it too. We should all be thinking about this all the time. But as y'all are thinking about it, uh, I think that Venn diagram is super helpful. Just yeah, I think so too. Get out a really piece of paper and That's just it. literally write it down. Like, what are your passions? What are your, what skills? Are your skills? What are the what needs, are the of, needs the of the world? Write down five or ten things and say, oh yeah. my goodness, I'm seeing some of this converge. There's some similarities. Great, great little assignment. Yeah, that's cool. a great little assignment. 
I like to give a little yeah. assignment every you once do. in a while. That's cool. It's pretty fun. That's cool. <laughs> All right, y'all have a great week. Yeah, see you next week. Yep. Awesome.